welcome to episode 94 of Inside the Cage. Scott and Mark with you, as always, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, man, yourself. Yeah, living a dream, living a dream, you know me, Mr. Positivity and all that. Yeah, we are living a dream. Exactly, mate, exactly. Uh, how's your week? Alright, uh, alright, alright. Quiet week, quiet weekend, mate. Can I do nothing about you? Same, mate. Just enjoyed it with me, man. That's all you can do. That's all I can do. Then I just enjoy my time with him. So, I've seen you uh, watching, yeah, watching your team yesterday. Yeah, um, I don't imagine he was entertained watching it, and I certainly wasn't particularly entertained. So, I had, I had it was decent though, like compared to how like you played against them recently, and also to get a result against them is no bad. So. I- don't get me wrong for that point of view. It was actually, it was decent. Um, but when Liverpool are there for taking, do you know what I mean? So, uh, you've got to take them and you've got a chance because it doesn't happen very often. I uh, see it was the game with Owen and with Owen. I was like, ah, I've got to take these. Just got to take a chance here. I've got to actually go to score. But anyway, that is where it is. Still three points clear at the top of that league, isn't it? So, <laughs> I would be amazed if Man United won that league, mate. Yeah, I'd be shocked if Man United won that league as well. To actually even be in the conversation of challenging for a title, I think it's probably quite impressive. I don't think it gives me so shy a bit more credit than it actually gets. Mm, don't know, it's probably just everybody else is just a shite, mate. You've still got to be there, you still got to win games of football, haven't you? Very true, very true. All right, well, I guess we should just crack on. Seeing as we've got actually quite a lot to talk about tonight. Bananas, um, mate, absolutely bananas. It was good with this card, though, because it was a cracking time for us, wasn't it? It was really good. Yeah, this card was really good for us because, stupid, like, I mean, half past five, the fucking prelim started. I know, it was, per- it was perfect timing. I was not I was that busy. I could have catched prelim live, but I was able to catch him in card live, but it was just a perfect time, man. It really was. If you, it was one of those ones. If, um, if everything was in normality, I'd imagine you'd have been winning mine and I'd have years and sitting up in a, a few jars maybe watching it. I would imagine so that probably would have been the way because, I mean, you don't get you don't get it that early very often and I know our uh, our American pals, you know, are, we're all kind of bitching and moaning saying, what's this, nine o'clock in the morning? I'm like, well, welcome to our world. At least you get it early. And, at least you get a night's sleep. Aye, we don't, we get it at like fucking... You know, main event starting at like four and a half, four, five in the morning, which is just no good. So, I was nice. It was a nice change, mate. A nice kind of change of pace for us to get at a good time. I know it's even better. Did you see the times on Wednesday? No. Um, prelims start at half two, I think, two o'clock. So, you'll not be sleeping when you get into work for that way. That's fine, I'll get in for work at half one so I can just get my lunch and then get myself comfy and just watch it all live as it happens. That's exactly what you'll be doing because I'm supposed to be working on Wednesday afternoon. So, um, that'll be interesting. You know, it's just work downstairs with a couch on your lap. Eh, the laptop on your lap, sorry. On the couch. I knew what you meant. Um, aye, that's a possibility, but I don't know how much work I'd actually get done there now. You never know, mate. You never know. Anyway. Right, there's too much to talk about. Let's get it started. Exactly. Right, there's only one place to start. There's no other place to start. Um, and that is fans back in the arena. Only kidding on. <laughs> that I is a pretty big talk. It, it has a good it has a good place to start with it. Um it wasn't quite what I expected. I know there was obviously only two thousand odd in the in the crowd, but 
and they made a wee bit of noise, but it just it still just doesn't feel right to me. I don't see there's any point in putting fans in until they can fill an event like that. It doesn't do any good for me. For these things, I just want to get people in the in the, oh. the arena for them. So as um, I don't think what I'm going to maybe say is I don't think maybe it was a an experienced MMA crowd. If you can get what I mean, yeah. Uh, I thought at times it was a bit. The noise sounded a bit fake at times. Do you know that way? It was weird. Um, yeah. It was good to have fans there. It did add a wee bit to it at times. It was. I suppose now that it's back, you kind of go. I kind of have missed no of the fans there. As much as you used to like hearing the coaches and the corners and stuff like that, it's definitely good to have the fans back. Yeah, I definitely was. Obviously, we're all talking about the main event, but what a what an event to put on ABC, put it away. Yeah, to be fair, it was to that back on uh, on top of terrestrial television in America, basically went to. Um, it was just a. It was a massive thing for the for the UFC after it was twenty years, best twelve twenty years since it's been on that, and it was just it was a really, it was a decent it was a decent event to be honest. And the likes of the main main event, we're going to talk about that in a second, but to have that on terrestrial television, that'll put a lot of new fans involved in MMA without doubt, because that performance for Mac Holly was just out of this fucking world, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, linking into that, mate. I mean, it was. Possibly, like you and I talked about single performances, and you know we talked about um, Adesanya's fifth round against uh, Gaslam. But mate, this was this was um, this was unbelievable. Like I still, I still don't. I'm speechless, mate. I'm actually speechless. Like I can't actually well, convey I, to you how I felt about this. Like this, uh, we were kind of texting each other towards the end of the fight. I think it was in the middle of the first fifth round. I think the two is basically the same thoughts. I think we kind of mess you something somewhere each, and the kind of two is when, um, is this better than last year's uh, performance of the year? And the two is when, fuck yes. And you're like, oh, fucking hell, first main, first main event of the year, and it's already better than the performance of the year last year. It is yeah. just fucking mental. It's going to take a lot for anyone to beat that this year because that was just the striking, the accuracy, the amount throwing. Just everything. Have you seen? Have you seen his numbers for that fight, mate? That was ridiculous. I don't usually load stats up for fights, but I felt like it was required for today's um, today's show. I think was it. He threw a total strikes of seven hundred and forty-six and landed four hundred and forty-seven. Like, how is that possible? That's just crazy, man. How is it even possible to throw 746 strikes? I think it even gives you the round count. And it was something like round 108 strikes, round 264, round three took a wee break, 139. He then thought, fuck it, I'll pick it up again in the fourth. 191 strikes with an average of 73% landed. Then in the fifth round, when he kind of took a pass at times, let's be honest, he still fucking landed. 84 of 142 attempts. Mate, like, <laughs> you know, it was amazing to me, right, watching this fight and being absolutely, utterly in awe. I don't even, I don't even think, I didn't even fast forward through the fucking, the bits in between. Like, I didn't fast forward through um, the corners because I was just in awe, mate. I felt as if I was there. I felt as if I was watching it live. 
the the biggest part for me on this whole thing, though, this whole performance was how the hell did Alex Volkanovski beat him twice when he fights well, like that? He was robbed the same time. I don't know, but even still, like even, right? even still, mate, it shouldn't have been anywhere near close. That Max Holloway doesn't get beat by anybody. No, to be fair, I think this is a... I think I read something about somebody, like people saying, this isn't a, um, this isn't the old Max Holloway, this isn't the Max Holloway when he was champion. This is Max Holloway 2.0. This is a Max Holloway who's just better than he's ever been. Yeah. And without doubt, that is the case, because he was just... I'd like... I was trying to think of better strikers. I can't think of many. Some of his, even some of his head kicks and his knees and all that. It's not just punching. It's not just boxing. He'd everything. And there's not many fighters who have got every kind of aspect of striking. I think the only one I can maybe think is even close would be Adesanya. He can hit you for anywhere and do anything he wants. But Adesanya's the only one I could think. Mate, it's just he's on a he's on a whole other. He's not even on a level. Right? It's funny that I was talking to people about this, right? And I said, MMA gets a lot of bad rap because there's two guys in a cage just kicking fuck out of people. A lot of people don't understand that it, there's, like, people just think, oh, it's cage fighting, it's barbaric, it's just two guys. That fight shows that there is 100 million percent, no doubt, levels to this game because not only is he on a different level from anybody, mate, he's on a different fucking planet. Like, seriously, it's, it boggles my mind, mate. Like, the fact he was fucking looking away and mouthing off at the fucking commentary box and still dodging shots and still hitting Calvin Carter when no looking at him. It was like it was like superhuman, mate. He's he's fearless, he's so passionate about what he does. One of the commentators made a really, really, really good point on Saturday night. He said we talk about guys on in the UFC making their debut at twenty nine years old, and this guy is twenty nine and has been a champ forever and fought in the UFC for nine years, this will be his ninth year in the UFC, and he's fucking 29 years old, it is ridiculous mate, this guy is, oh man, I don't even, I know it's one performance, and I know it's hard to throw it about, but everybody talks about the GOAT, but see if this guy keeps going the way he goes mate, there'll be no question ever as to who the best ever was, because if this guy fights for another five years in the UFC, and fights like that, or even half like that, if he does a couple of years fighting like that and a couple of years half, there's no question, mate. That was on a whole other planet. It was. Uh, as you say, it was on another planet. It was... Like, we thought Ortega looked fucking superb against Zombie. Absolutely superb. Um, looks like, obviously, he's got to get his fight against Volkanovski. After that performance of Ortega and after that performance of Holloway, obviously, we've seen first time around Holloway versus Ortega. Ortega... Striking wise, was anywhere near it. He got dominated by Holloway. Holloway wasn't even as good as he was on Saturday night against Ortega, and Ortega took some of that punishment. So if Ortega can get past Volkanovski, which somehow I expect him to do, I don't know why. I just think Ortega is destined to be a champion, even if it is for one-one. Because Max Holloway is the best featherweight in the world. There is no question of that. Like. <laughs> I just, I I don't pose my mind that he isn't a champion as well because he beat Volkanovski a second time. I think a lot of people agree with that. Yeah. And it was a ridiculous decision that Volkanovski was able to retain his title. Fair enough. But after that, I know Volkanovski's technically beat him twice. Don't get me wrong. First time he beat him. No qualms about that. Definitely beat him first time. Second time, Volkanovski uh, always should have won the fight. I'm surprised. Dana didn't want to make that rematch straight away, but, but it sounds like Volkanovski didn't want the rematch. 
I think maybe want to fight somebody three times in a row, mate. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I, I totally get why Volkanovski wouldn't want that, mate. To be honest, because it would get beat exactly comfortably. I kind of want Volkanovski. Like, I like Volkanovski. Actually, he's, he's sound man. He's a really good guy. Really good. To listen to a few interviews, and he seems fucking brand new. But I really, I actually kind of want to beat Ortega just so Holloway can go out and put him on into the ground a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? I've got that wee bad thing in my head that I go. I'd love to see Holloway win it. I'd love to see him actually go out and dominate Volkanovski after those two fights. But I'd, love to, I'd love to I'd see him. I, I, I'd love to see him go out and retain his belt off of Volkanovski. Um, but there's also a massive part of me because I love Brian Ortega. I would love to see Brian Ortega smash, Volkanov, smash Volkanovski. But mate, these are the lifts and butts. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's just, I just, I, I have no words, mate. It was ridiculous, like utterly ridiculous. What a unbelievable performance by a guy who is so young and so fresh still at this this age. It's just at this point in his career, it's just crazy, man. I can't go over it at all. I think it's going to sound like a really stupid question. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with the scorecards? I mean, I it could have been fifty forty to be honest. Um, I thought it was I thought it was three ten eights, so I would have had it. Um, I had 50-42 that's what I had to be honest that's 3-10-8 isn't it aye 2-10-9 I, I, I don't know why I can't I, I'm good with maths man I'm good with numbers but I cannot fucking do that math sometimes I, I had I had 50-42 maybe 50-41 I, th- I thought maybe 4 rounds at a push not 5 I didn't think the first round was a 10-8 to be honest Sorry, I don't, the, the I don't think anybody would have argued but if there was 5-10-8s I don't think anybody would have went no. alright okay fair enough can I see it um, because like Max Holloway quite a slow starter sometimes seen that in the Volkanovski fight I think he came back one third fourth and fifth I think against Volkanovski won three yeah. rounds anyway with these like the last four I think Um, quite a slow starter but literally as soon as that bell went on Saturday night he fucking destroyed him yeah. straight away there was no waiting about there was no like, like let's take a bit of information and let's work out what his plan is then I can counter that and do what I need to do. Nah, fuck it. I don't care how good you think you are. I'm going to come out there and I'm going to fucking ruin you. He did. I mean, Calvin Cater looked bad, man. Well, with broken nose, probably a broken elbow bone, I would have thought as well. And I, like, he's tough as a bitch, man. David Cater, he's so tough. How he lasted the five rounds, I'll fucking never know because any normal human would have been out of there, I think. Do you know what I find? There was some there was wee things about this fight, right? Or that about Holloway that I found interesting, right? See when I was watching the, the fight and they did the tail of the tape. He had a shorter reach than Cater, which I thought was strange. Um they are the same height, but I still thought it was a couple of inches. And I was looking at he's actually got a shorter reach than Volkanovsky. Despite the fact <laughs> he's high. Volkanovsky's reached seventy one and a half inches and Max Holloway's is only sixty nine. But Holloway's like six inches taller than Volkanovski. It's just these wee things kind of amaze me. But honestly, mate, I just yeah. I cannot I cannot go over this, and I don't think I ever will. I generally think that will take some beating. I reckon we should give him that award right now because I'm sorry, nobody gets near that performance this year. What I will say is I cannot wait to see the performance that beats that. I mean, if there's even a remote discussion this time next year for us to pick a performance of the year then fucking bring it on. I am happy to watch those fights. But I just cannot see anybody getting anywhere near that, mate, unless it's himself. Unless, of course, 
the three performers of the year, our top three, all go to him. <laughs> Which wouldn't surprise me if he keeps fighting like that. Um, no, me world, world, world class, mate. Like, by far the best featherweight on the planet. Um, I don't care who holds that belt. That belt doesn't make you the best. Um, because even then, some of the featherweights over at fucking Bellator, I would say, are, you know, top level. Even top AJ McKee the other week there. I'm not saying he's on the same level as Holloway. That's not where I'm going. I'm, that's not where I'm going with that. But somebody like AJ McKee, I can see having a good fight with Volkanovski. These guys are nowhere near um, Holloway, mate. Nowhere near. It's, there's, there's, um, there's certain fighters you put in a category within the UFC and that out of this world top tier category and without doubt Holloway is in that. Holloway, Khabib, Adesanya. That's your, that's your kind of top three. That's your Without doubt, these three guys are just the three best pound per pound fighters in the world. Um, I, I totally agree with you, mate. Like, I, I just don't. There's no question about who's on that list and who's not on that list. To be honest, it should just be. I mean, you're talking about guys who always seem to amaze you. Like it's the thing. Like you, you mentioned Khabib. The other thing with Khabib that amazes everybody or amazes me is that Khabib tells you how he's going to beat people. People know how he's going to beat people. Yeah, like nobody seems. I nobody seems to have an answer to it. They can train, they can train, they can train, but Khabib just still absolutely ragdolls people. Same way, Holloway. People know Holloway's boxing's exceptional. I know they're going to piece him up. That was like watching the Ortega fight, but on steroids. That's basically what that was, mate. Okay, Cater seemed to have a better chin and a more durability than Ortega. Wouldn't have been hard. I mean, Ortega looked like he'd been punched for a bit for fortnight in a row, but ah. Uh, and by the way, fair, fair play to Calvin Cater for, I mean, to take that kind of abuse, to, to absorb, you know, fucking 400 odd strikes is mental, mate. Absolutely mental. Do you know, did you, I, I read something interesting, although I wasn't really sure how, but there's only one fighter or something that's absorbed more strikes in his career, and that's, uh, that's actually Holloway. Interesting. Apparently so. Don't know if that's true, but I seen it. I seen it somewhere, but I liked it. Interesting, man. I, it's, it's, I, unbelievable. What a performance! Yeah, un, unbelievable. It'll be, be tough to see that get beaten this year, without doubt. I might watch that again this week, man. I might, I might sit and watch that one of these days this week, man. Just pff, unbelievable. There's not many performances that make me want to go and sit back and watch them again, but that's definitely one of them, without doubt. I need to do that this week at some point. I, that's that's I mean, not many fights I want to go back and watch. As you say, I totally agree. Or performances, um, but that was most definitely one of them. Um, Do you know the biggest thing that annoyed me about this though? Mm-hmm. UFC's fight of the night. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Um, I was United Chad. There's me, and Mark, have an opinion that a fight of the night needs to be a good fight rather than a good performance. Calvin Carter didn't offer much here. Um, Big chance to. It wasn't a great fight. You've got two fights on this card that were very, very good. I would have said the co-main was very good and the heavyweight boys was fucking brilliant. Um, they're more like a fight of the night contender than Max Holloway. This is why the whole performance of the night thing being given out just because for knocking somebody out or for subbing somebody is a bit, you know, crap, you know? But that's what it is. I think if the can do doing better game out for... Performances tonight. I think that's been a better way to do it, but there we go. Yeah, yeah, potentially because obviously you've got guys like. Um, I'd have probably gave Floriano uh, to Sherico, Zhang Liang, Holloway. That's been my four performances tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't disagree with that. 
As I know, I think knocking out Todorovic is massive. The Sirico knocking out Butler, you know, the hype behind Butler. Ponsonibio coming back. Um, it was good to see him back, and I was really looking forward to see him. But he looked like hadn't he been there not to go on for however long he it's been. He was slow, mate. He was big and slow. He did not look very good. I mean, I know he'll always going to look slow against Lee Jing Lian because he's constantly like, he's never ever stopping. He's like a Duracell bunny man. He just wants to keep moving. So you're always going to look relatively slow. He just looked big and slow and cumbersome. Um, we know, you know, one yeah. thing that surprised me about that fight, Jing Liang, I, I didn't think there was many welterweights bigger than Ponzinibbio because I always thought Ponzinibbio carried the weight. It looked like a well, you know, when we talk about play, uh, fighters at their natural weight, that's which fair. Ponzinibbio is the carbon copy, you know, the, Poster boy for what a welterweight should look like, and Jing Lian to me looked bigger than him. He did a little wider. Aye, he just looked massive, Jing Lian. Um, yeah. It was but for me, Pons and Abel needed what like they kind of do in, in boxing. We get such a thing as a tune-up fight. You get a kind of right here. Here's a body. Go and take it out of the game. Go and get it out the road. But in the UFC. Because of the high caliber of fighter and because of the class that you fight at, if you're in that rankings or you're anywhere near that rankings, they don't give a fuck how long then, you've been. At. See if you're see if you're Pons and Abel and see if you're the UFC and the run he was on and where he was when he stopped. That is a tune up fight, mate. I'm sorry, that's what that was supposed to be. I know Lee Jing Liang was on a bit of a tear, mate. I get that, but even still, Sant Pons and Abel two years ago would have absolutely smashed him. And it wouldn't wouldn't even wouldn't even have thought twice about it, mate. It would have just ran right through the middle of him. Um, okay, Jing Liang wasn't on a fucking Terry beat my Magni, but he had a couple of good wins before that, you know. Um, you look at who Jing Liang's fought; he's not really fought that many names. I mean, he's he beat the San uh, Zaleski and David Zawada, but I mean, pff, there's no much else on there. Do you know what I mean? Could beat my Magni. Okay, he's got a good record, but Pons and Ebo should have walked right through him, mate. And I think that's the whole point. These two guys are probably just outside the top 15, which is, as you say, is where they are and stuff like that. But Pons and Ebel, or somebody of Pons and Ebel's ability, should have ran right through him. I'm not doubting that, mate. Um, I think it's one of these things, maybe that Pons and Ebel's say, if he stayed maybe out of 10, maybe Pons and Ebel's kind of sitting at an 8 at his best. I don't think he'll ever get near a title, but he'll be a very good top 10 fighter. I right, looking um, at that one. Looking at him on looking at him on Saturday, I would agree with you. I don't think he gets anywhere near a title looking at that. But before he's before he, he he went away and you know had these issues, I would have said he was probably, you know, there or thereabouts. But um But it's six uh, man's probably a six or a seven, but on that kind of performance on Saturday night for Pons and Evio, then generally Ann's probably at the same level as him type thing. So you know I mean because of the fact that he hadn't actually any didn't have a tune up, he didn't have that sharpness, he didn't have any sort of fight in him for the last two years, and it's obviously came back to to haunt him as such, it's cost him the victory for me because he, he definitely proved that he hadn't his fought for ages. He really did, man. It's funny how, like, watching fights and, like, looking at how guys, like, I mean, what would have happened if uh, Ponzinibbio had beaten Neil Magny? Do you know what I mean? Like, Ponzinibbio would have been on a, like, a fucking whirlwind right up to the top ten and stuff like that, I mean, do you know what I mean? Because he was on a, that would have been four wins in a row, do you know what I mean? So it just shows you how one win can move the real. I don't know if it does, does I don't know if it affects Ponson Evil too much. It's probably a case of, he probably needed it to go 15 minutes, to be brutally honest with. So he could, yeah, uh, I think that would have been the biggest thing. See if we could have had 15 minutes and one of them points, I think that would have been ideal for him. But anyway, it was A B. 
I think we'll definitely see him back, obviously. That's a good yeah. thing. We'll hopefully see him back, hopefully better next time. Yeah. I don't know how we managed to do it. We somehow managed to skip over the co-main um, between two kind of old vets, um, Carlos Condit versus Matt Brown. Um, this was this was class. Mate, it was a really good fight. I really enjoyed the fight between the two of them. Two of them kind of, again, we, we say that all the time. And we, 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 like, I'd love like, a Legends kind of tour championship type thing that you see two guys and it's not that they're bad fighters. They're not bad fighters in any way, shape or form. They're just not near the new class of fighter, the new breed of fighters as such. And you've seen Carlos Condit. Even Carlos Condit's actually improved. You've seen that with his wrestling and stuff like that. He's improved that. At 37 years of age, he's still improving. And Matt Brown can still pick up wins. So the two of them are good fighters. They're definitely good fighters. It would just be good to see these kind of guys fight each other more often instead of maybe getting somebody who's up and coming and making things difficult for them. Um, it was a really enjoyable fight. As I say, I really enjoyed it. Really good to watch. Didn't have any massive issues with the scores either. I thought 29, I think Condit won the fight without doubt, whether it was a 30-27 or 29-28. It was eeksy-peeksy for me. But, yeah, uh, I, no, I, I would have, I would have agreed with you. I thought the scoring was uh, was all right. Um, it wasn't, no, anywhere neither is what Matt Brown has come out and said. The Matt Brown saying he was robbed and all that. I'm like, well, no, I wouldn't have said that, to be fair. Um, well, see, the first round annoyed fuck out of me because Matt Brown did brilliantly get a takedown against Condit, right? But see, for about, I think it was about three and a half, maybe a minute and a half into the first round that he got a takedown, roughly something like that. See, for the rest of the round, he just lay and cuddled him, done nothing. So I actually gave that round to Condit because at least he was trying to be active when he was on his back. And yeah. I gave that round to Condit. So I can only think Matt Brown's thinking, oh, wait a minute, I've, had him, I've had controlled him on the ground for three, three and a half minutes. Yeah. But that shouldn't always win your fight if you're not doing fuck all with it. That's the way I see it anyway. That's how I'd kind of scored that. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. I think it was... I I, I wouldn't have disagreed if it went 29-28. Um, I would have disagreed if Matt Brown had got the, 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 the decision. Carlos Condit won it for me. I had the 29-28. I had Brown winning the first round. So... Um, yeah, it was good, man. It was a great fight. Really good fight. As you say, the Legends, kind of Legends tournament, the Legends or Seniors or whatever you want to call it, I think is a um, a brilliant idea. I really do. I think it's a good idea. It's, it's a, a, You want to see these guys who have got history and, you know, a bit of beef and a bit of maturity fighting each other. You know, these guys, what these old guys are on mouth as well. Back in the day when the mouth was all that sold it, like before McGregor, even some of the guys were mouthy. Even Matt Brown coming out and saying he got robbed and before the two of them were saying, aye, well, this fight get dodged and Matt Brown blaming Condit for getting injured and stuff like that. I mean, the stuff that's out of his control, but, you know, poking the bear and all that stuff, I think it's a great idea to have these guys fighting more often, as you say. Um, it was like, remember when Clay Guida bought, fought Jim Miller and you and I were like, oh my God, man, just I, I'm changing the channel, but it was fucking amazing. It was class, but it's this. So, as I said, it's the kind of thing that they need. To, they love. They seem to quite enjoy feeding the legends, kind of to youngsters, legend killers as such, that kind of thing. Um, but no, I let the legends fight each other, man. Let them enjoy it. Let them make a few quid, and let's just fucking go with it because we get some good fucking fights with it. Let's be honest, we really do. And this was another one. This was really good. As I said, it was good to see Carlos Condit. It's actually improved at thirty-seven years of age, and Matt Brown's just as tough as ever, man. It really was. It was good. Yeah, good fight. Um, okay, the other three fights on well, no, the other two fights on this main event were both finishes, um, and both probably relatively surprising. I would say so. Um, I Todorovic, I thought I think Todorovic is fucking sensational. I think it really is. There's something about him. 
Um, I was so surprised that Soriano did beat him. Um, I think as soon as he took that first fucking proper hit, Todorovic was struggling. It really was. He couldn't. He couldn't get his functions back together. Shall we say? He couldn't get everything yeah. sorted again. He actually kind of fight back properly, and then um, it cost him in the end. Whacking Butler. Oh, I feel like his career. His career's built. His career's built off a. Let's be honest. One of the greatest knockouts of all time. Yeah. I don't think Emery can have any no. doubts about that. Um, justifiably so, because it was sensational. But fair play to Serico, man. What a knockout as well, man. It was, it was a kind of tremendous. See, I really like Alessio de Cherico. I've liked him before, and I wasn't sure. I, I thought Buckley would win, because Buckley's actually quite good, and I think Buckley is quite good, but de Cherico's range and all that is always going to... Um, can I give people issues? But I mean, I like the Chirico and I thought it was a great knockout, man. Great kick, right to the fucking mush. It probably helped uh, the Chirico as well, right? Saturday night. If it hadn't won that fight, I think he would have been um, bye bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'd obviously lost his last three, he lost to Zach Cummings. Not exactly um, superstar status, Muradov, and then the legend that is at the moment, Kevin Holland. He's lost his last three. So, uh, I think he had to win that fight and I think fair play came out and he knocked out a guy who's been taking headlines and yeah. he fucking took one himself. Yeah. What about, I suppose we're chatting about the rest of the card then, obviously the prelims. Um, don't have to talk about all of it because I know we've got a couple of cards to go through for this weekend, this week somehow as well. So anything stand out to you? Uh, just fair play to Carlos Felipe and Justin Tafferman. What a fight for the heavyweights. Loved it. it was just fucking good old school. Let's just get there. A bit of a rumble. I think the last 30 seconds, 45 seconds kind of summed up the fight. They were just like, all right, fucking let's go right now. Let's fucking have it. And they did that. Don't get me wrong. I think they, they had 20 second bursts where they were not fucking each other and about half 30 seconds where they kind of went, <laughs> they had to fucking take about fucking 300 breaths in about 20 seconds just to fucking recover. Um, I think there was a few eye pokes and a few, a few incidents, shall we say, that maybe um, allowed for extra breathing. Um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd love to see see guys like that. I'd love to go at the like, three five minutes. Do I know some boys? He's kind of quite do that. How about five three minutes and just give them a wee bit of time? You might actually see better fights out here. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. This was a class fight. Oh, the, this one I needed it. Two of them, two big boys, two um they carry a fair bit of beef around the midriff, shall we say? Yeah, they certainly um, they certainly do, man. Taffa's Taffa's legs are ridiculous, man. Like he's he's mate, died. Big oak trees, they fucking things, mate. They're fucking huge. How did you score it? Again, a tough one. The second round was probably the splutter for me, I think. Um I think kind of Taffa had the first kind of part of the first second round, and then Felipe kind of came on in the end of the second, and I think kind of had it from there. So, weirdly enough, I didn't have an issue with a split decision. Whether it went Taffa or it went Felipe, I didn't have any issues either way, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Do the same? I asked out the first round for Taffa. The rest of it probably just for Felipe, just mate, to be honest. Um, I say it wouldn't have bothered me either way if it went another way. That's the thing. Like, it would have been. It's one of these ones you kind of wish was a draw because the both both of them deserved a wee bit of something from it. So, um, what deserved fifty k? To be honest, 
I well, I, if I mean fight of the night would have been perfect, mate. To be honest with you, um, like as we said before, we're not trying to take away from Max Holloway's performance because if anything, I sh- you should have given him the whole hundred grand. It kind of annoys me a wee bit that Calvin Cater gets an extra fifty k for that. No offense to Calvin Cater, he was in the fight. I know. Well, it just seems a bit shit, mate, when you get two guys like that who maybe don't get a good rap. It's maybe some people don't like the whole kind of them being sluggish and boring. But in terms of entertainment, mate, from a full fight point of view, I would have said that would have deserved fight of the night instead, but hey ho, it is what it is. Yeah. The other one with Kribbert and Eve is Zalada as well. It was a class fight, man. Like, oh, Zalada mate. looked really good on the night. And Eve was really good as well, man. I turned on my class, I've got to say. I really Zawada, good. Zawada's game is fuck, man. Like, proper, proper game. I thought he looked better amazing. here as well. I know he's obviously beat uh, he'd won his last fight, but I actually thought he looked better again here, which was good to see. He looked he's always improved as well. Obviously he'd lost before that, he'd lost to Jung Leanne and Danny Roberts. So I think um, he was a bit rabbit caught in the headlights here, by the way. So. Well the first round I would have said so. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't know, I, think, I, think, I thought they were just really good performances for both of them. To be I just honest. mean, like, I, I thought em, like Emiev won the first round. Yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, aye. So that's what I'm saying, he came, he came into it a wee bit, kind of like, you know, he's there, aye, he's ready to go. Aye, aye, that's what I mean, kind of like, that's what I mean, like, that's what I mean when you first, like, um, when a rabbit, when your rabbit first gets caught in your headlights, it stops and stares and then runs away. It's kind of like that, he's, he's kind of here, oh, fuck, and then gets a bit, it kind of cost him, but again, if it went the other way, I wouldn't have been that first. I did score that one for MEF, just to be honest. Um, but yeah, Zawada's game is fuck, man. It was good, man. It was, it was a decent week card, to be honest. So I quite enjoyed it. Good start as well. Austin Lingo, um, great performance between Jacob Kilburn. Um, I got a bit bored. Um, during, well, I didn't get bored during Malero versus Maraz. I get pissed off. This <laughs> just see that noise she makes. It drives me mental. I felt like me. I was watching Maria Sharapova in the tennis. It was one of those ones that uh, I just I don't get it. And then she looked raging at the end of the fight as well as if she should have won the fight. I was like, "What are you on?" <laughs> oh, I just I can't go on at all. I was saying the last time I can't. Who did you fight last time? Whoever it was, it was the exact same thing and she did my tits in Eubanks, that's what it was, Vance Fajara Eubanks. And it just, oh, she drives me mental. She really does. And she's six and seven now, so somehow I, I, I don't know if I see her scene much longer, to be honest. Okay. I don't mean that's in a bad way, but maybe the last time we see her in the UFC. No, you never know, mate. You never know. Okay, um, listen, we're going to start something new. We're going to give these cards ratings, right? And this is going to help us in the long run, hopefully with our um, our card of the year, at the end of the year. So my question is to you, right, we're going to rate them all out of five stars. What would you give that? So basically, three's average, three's, three's a decent card, four's a good card, five's a card of the year material, two's a kind of crappy card and one's just shite. I don't imagine there'll be any ones, to be honest with you. Um, but... I would go four. Four stars for us, really? Just because with a couple of cracking fights on it, plus with the performance of the year on it. 
Easter's, but alright, we'll do it, we'll do four and we'll upgrade it, UFC we'll on eight. And a half then, right, as well. Three, well, we're, not doing ha- we're not doing half stars, fuck that, you can fuck off. Okay, three, sure, I'm happy with three. No, we'll go four, I've put it in four, it's cool man, I've already done it, I've put it in four. Oh good mate, right, cool. It just gives us, I thought it would be handy to give us something that um we can... I look at the end of the year and go, right, listen, there's only one five-star card. Obviously, that's card year, but there's maybe ten four-star cards, and it gives us an easier way to look at it. Plus, it gives guys an opinion on what we think of it. Um, I think that's a good way of doing things, mate. Um, I'm also going to tally up the predictions as we go this year as well. And at the end of the year, we're going to see who predicted most over the whole year rather than just doing it per night. I think we did okay. I think we get sick. Did you notice something about the predictions on Saturday? What? Did you notice, did you notice something about the predictions on Saturday? No. We both called them exactly the same. Every single fight? Every single fight. Didn't realise that, man. Didn't realise that. I know, I know. Right, cool. Um, that's fine. Uh, right, moving on swiftly, my man. Uh, let's try and get moving on to this week because there's loads of happening this week. I actually kind of forgot that there was a card. This, I keep forgetting that there was a card on the Wednesday, which is kind of throwing me off a wee bit. Um, but... So we've got USC on ESPN, Kaiser versus Magnet, also known as UFC and ESPN 20, and UFC Fight Island 8, excuse me. Um, decent card? Shite card? There's some good fighters on the card. There's a couple of decent fights on it. Um, I actually think the headliner's pretty good, to be honest. I think Kaiser Magnet's actually a really, really good fight. Um He's some kind of good up-and-coming guys on it, like so, um, Umar Nurmagomedov and Mason Jones on it. Um, we Davidson Figueredo has brothers on this card as well. Is it his brother? Aye, uh, Francisco. Aye, uh, that's his brother. Uh, he likes a hammer, I think. Um, the big boy for the Democratic Republic of Congo, because I have not attempted that name in any way, shape or form. Um, I'm going to go with the first name of Dalcha. Lungi Ambula. Aye, him. Um, him versus Marcus Perez. I think that'll be a fucking firefight, to be honest. I think there's a bit of a, a sleeper on that. I think that could be absolute class. Um, I love watching Matt Schnell. What's that? I love watching Matt Schnell. Yeah, Matt Schnell's good to watch, man. He's really good to watch. Him versus Tyson have a good fight. Um, Tom Breeze, Akhmedov, a really good fight. Could be, depending on what Tom Breeze turns up on the night. Lauren Murphy, he looks pretty shit as well he's fighting a fit experienced guy you know Douglas Andrade Aye, there's things to talk about mate there is it's, it's not a bad card I think again it's not a card for the, the casual shall we say it's definitely a card if you know your MMA you know your fighters this is one maybe you'll quite enjoy um, but I am looking forward to this I say, I'm looking forward to seeing Mason Jones to see how he cut how, how good he is to be honest because he looks he looks shit hot in cage warriors so well yeah That'll be interesting, man. Any standouts What's for you straight away? Or? What's that? Any standouts for you? Well, obviously Mason is a big one for us because obviously we've watched him and he kind of, he kind of dominated where he was. Um, Mike Davis is an interesting one for me because I'm pretty sure... Oh, wait, I think I'm getting mixed up. Who was the guy that fought CM Punk? Was that Mike Jackson? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I'm getting mixed up. Sorry, I was just going to say because Mike Jackson actually got in a fight announced, and I thought, yeah, Damon Dana said he would never fight ever again, but we missed that. But we'll talk about that later. But 
tough fight for Mason to come into, mate, to be honest. Um, oh, oh Mike Davis was the guy that smashed that Gifford boy, wasn't he? Aye. Um, the boy just wasn't ready for the UFC. No. Um, you look at the record there. Um, Mike Davis, man, you look at his two defeats. Sadiq Yusuf and Gilbert Burns, not exactly poor fighters, you know what I mean? So you can't... There's, there's definitely form there for Mike Davis to suggest that he is a very good fighter. This is a tough fight for your first fight in uh, the UFC. So good luck to Mason Jones. Really hope he does well, man. It's Wednesday, I've got to say. I really do. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know if there's anything that really, really stands out um, on it personally for me, but I think, as you say, there's loads of good on it. And obviously looking out for Mason Jones would be good. Um, Ricky, Ricky Simone. I love, love watching Ricky. That's a good fight as well. So... The there's load, still a few card as well, which will be good. So, yeah, there's a couple of things on it. Should should keep it interesting, mate, anyway. But obviously, the big deal this weekend, and we have to talk about it. Obviously, is the return of the notorious Conor McGregor, um, UFC two five seven. Um, yeah, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. What? Just you? No, I just if there's one person within MMA that you could. Decide to never talk about it again. Let's be honest, it'll probably call him McGregor. No, mate, because that's not fair. Because I've said to you before, I don't like the guy. I don't think he's as good a fighter as what people make out. I'm not saying he's a bad fighter. I'm not saying he's a shit fighter. I just think the guy doesn't carry himself well for me, and that just annoys me a wee bit, mate. Like, there's a way to carry yourself. I'm all for a wee bit of patter and a wee bit of fucking niggle here and there, mate. But when it gets fucking personal, there's just no need for it. Like, no need to be. And he's just an arse, mate. Just the way he treats everybody, he's just an arse. The whole shit with the guy in the pub and all the rumours about how he treats his missies and all that. I just can't be arsed with it. But as a fighter, yeah, man, what he's done for the sport, he's made the sport possible. Without Conor McGregor, you and I wouldn't have, you know, whatever listeners a week, do you know what I mean? So I get it. I do fully, fully feel his, you know, his presence on the sport and what he's done for the sport but it also brings with it his problems when you've got all these muppets that think the sun shines out his arse I think I think definitely in the past yeah I think there's no doubt that some of the things Connell's done maybe hasn't he been um, hasn't he been right definitely there's issues there there's been issues with some of the stuff that he said some of the stuff that he's done without doubt um, I was watching an interview with him and Ariel over there um, he seemed very humble seemed very very welcome, welcome to chat, very chilled out, very he seemed in a good place. Maybe 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 something happened in life at certain points and maybe things just get too big for him too quickly. Maybe that was his way of handling things. Who knows? But um as I said, watched that interview today, seemed very humble. Was buzzing for Saturday night, seems to want to fight three, maybe at least four times this year. So let's be honest, a, 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 an active Conor McGregor's good for MMA. It puts puts bums on seats, puts people watching the telly, puts things in the news, gets people want interested. Um, there's not many stars in any sport that transcend, and he is one of them. You're talking, you're, you're talking Michael Jordan levels, that's the kind of level McGregor's at, to be honest. That's the kind of, you maybe not know much about the sport, but you know who the fucking guy is, that type of thing. Aye, aye, you may not watch basketball. I mean, I don't watch basketball, I'm not a basketball fan, but I know who... Uh, Michael Jordan is, I know who LeBron James is and all that stuff, do you know what I mean? So he's that kind of guy, as you say, like people know who he is and he brings a whole new level of fans and all that to this. Listen, mate, I get it, I get it. And 
I'm not gonna show it. I just don't think I'm just not a massive McGregor fan. That's it, mate. But listen, there's fights all over this card that are just beautiful, man. To fair, mate, I think uh, same again. There's some absolutely class fights. To kind of start to finish, man. Nick Lens versus Movsar Evola. What a fight that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanchez Muradov should be a good fight. Um, Suryukin versus Hackprash should be a class fight. Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Ribas. That's fucking tremendous, by the way. That's, that was a great pick. I've lost decided that one. Yep. Um, Azatar versus Favola is a good fight. And, that, and you look at your top three fights on the card, man. Just class. They actually are three class fights. No matter what you look at them, no matter what. I agree. The whole thing's just like amazing, mate. Um, obviously, the only thing with with Conor McGregor being on this card and he's in the UK IT Kingdom, we now have to pay a, a box office fee. I know. But looking at the card, I think it could be worth it. Hopefully see Jojo put out a good one for a Scottish point of view. Because um, she put a, put a title shot on the line last time out, didn't she? And it cost us. So I think this is maybe a wee chance at redemption because I don't think there's many people left for Shevchenko to knock out. I agree, mate. I agree. I think it's a it's a chance for maybe to put herself back in the conversation. Obviously, Jessica, I I don't know if she's on the same level as Jojo, but then I would have said the same as um, the last year who beat Jojo last time. But I was um, Maya. Yeah, Maya. We'll, we'll see, mate. We'll see. But there's, I mean, obviously Michael Chandler, mate. I'm buzzing about Mike Chandler. Yeah, it should be good, man. Um, I. I I'd be interested to see what level he really is at. Like, I know he's a good fighter, I'm down. He's a ballet. I just think maybe, I think Dan Hooker's, I'm going to say Dan Hooker is his level, if that makes sense. I think he's somebody who'll be very good fights. He'll maybe be around that top five, always be there. We'll fight the odd guy at the top. A grand performance maybe just falls short. And I think Chandler could be something similar. I think when you look at your two headliners, Poirier especially, McGregor, he's had one fight in the last four years, so fuck knows where McGregor is, really. Um, or two fights in the last four years, sorry. So, I think, like Sapori, I think Pori's a better fighter than Chandler, so I'd be interested to see what he is, as I said. Um, but Hooker versus Chandler, right, it's, it's going to make him an absolute beauty of a fight, to be honest. I think Chandler might struggle with the range, to be honest. I don't know if he might struggle to get inside Dan Hooker's range, but we'll see. I love Mike Chandler, mate. I think he's a brilliant fighter. I think he's relentless. I think it's a style I quite like, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm gutted that um, Burgos Dowdo fell off this, by the way, because that would have been some fight and all. Yeah, that'd been an absolute cracker, mate. There was some good good fights made up for us. Even Waters and Rebass. Rebass was obviously supposed to fight her originally, but to get Marina Rodriguez to come in there and fight is... Is good as well, man. Um, but I may say that to you. I think we should have done a, we should have made up a dream card of fights from last year that actually fell off because the amount of fights that fell off and we never even got would have been insane. That would have been some card. But aye, looking forward to Saturday night. Buzzing, to be honest, because it's just a class card to start to finish. Yeah. Not yeah. hang with this card is, it's a fucking shit time, isn't it? It's all built for American audiences again. Is it? Aye. I think they're talking about Pori and McGregor doing the walk at like 6 in the morning or something. Lovely. So, um, I'll be a, I'll watch the next day number. Yeah, you can't. Can you record a, rec- can you record a box office? Did we have this discussion? 
Yeah, we did, but I can't actually remember. I just know I think they, they show you the. I think they put it on like every three hours or something like that. Yeah, it's an absolute pain in the arse to try and buy it on BT TV, man. It's a nightmare. Even though it's BT that do it, you'd think it would be nice and easy, but it's not. So, do you think the top three fights are actually going to go then? <laughs> move on. Might as well. Come on, let's get to it. Well, Jojo, and although it pains me to say it, Hooker and Poirier, what about you? I agree, actually. Um, I agree. I think Poirier will beat McGregor. I actually think he'll beat him on points. I think it'll be a, I actually think that'll be a class fight. I think he may go the full distance as well. Um, yeah. I, I really hope. I really hope. I really hope McGregor doesn't beat him in the first two rounds because I kind of, I kind of did something a bit stupid. What? I promise. I, I made a deal with one of the boys in the work because he was mouthing off at McGregor, and you know what I'm like when people start mouthing off at McGregor. I got a bit ballsy, and I said, "I'll tell you what, mate." If McGregor beats Poirier inside the first two rounds, I'll do a special show just with you. You can just fucking lambast me for McGregor and see as soon as I said it, mate, I seen his face light up and I just went, oh no. Well, funny enough, I was talking to um, one of your mates today, Gordon, and uh, spoke to him, he and we were together and I was talking to him today and he's like, I ain't, I ain't McGregor knock him out the first round. And I kind of laughed on the phone. I was like, there's no way that is going to, I'd like... Do you know what you should do? Yeah, offer, him the, offer him the same deal, and we'll have the both of them on at the one time, and you and I will take the take the hammering that we're going to get if it happens. But I'll tell you what, mate, I would be very, very shocked. I can't see Dustin Poirier getting knocked out by Conor McGregor in the first two rounds. No, I think if McGregor's going to finish Poirier, it'll be a... Bella Holloway maybe should have finished um, catering. Oh, yeah. Third, fourth round. It's going to have to be a bit of a beating. He's going to have to beat him. He's going to have to pummel him. He's going to have to destroy him slowly and then maybe eventually take him out. But I can't see it. I think, I just think, I think Corey is brilliant. I think he's going to be, it's going to be a really close fight. It should be good, but I'm going to fault it, man. I really am. Good. So I'm happy as well. And I hopefully Jojo does the business, man. I really do. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Right. Okay. Um, well done. That's. Pretty good, man. We rattled through that tonight. That was good. Um, what about your news, Mister Man? Um, we'll go official first, then we'll do a Dana says. <laughs> okay, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Um, so Leon Edwards Chimaya has been rebooked for March thirteenth. So okay. not actually that far away. It's only about six, seven weeks, something like that. seven weeks, I think. Um, Ryan Hall versus Dan Ege looks pretty promising. I love watching Ryan Hall, man. Cannot wait to see him back. So glad somebody's finally just fucking let their buzz drop and decide to fight him. <laughs> um, but a European one, this one, Big Modestus Pekowskis. Yeah. Electric. Oh, that's a good fight. Yeah, I thought that as well. As soon as I seen that, I went, that's a beauty, man. March 27th um, for that. So a uh, couple of months away. Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. Was that middleweight? Presume so, aye. Then Barandas kind of flopped between the two of them, didn't he? Went up and down, up and down. Maybe he's decided to have a good go at middleweight. Yeah. Um, what else? I seen Rosenstroy versus Gary. I seen that. That was I like that. March thirteenth. That's a cracker, man. It's a class thing. That should be class. That's an absolute beauty of a fight. Now I seen this, and I've not actually seen anything official. And whether or not it's happened, but Paul Craig. 
I that's a dangerous, dangerous fight for him, man. Did you see as well in Jamal Hill March twentieth, apparently? I seen it, mate. I um, that is that is dangerous. Um, it really is because that is Jamal Hill. We spoke about him. He was one of your kind of newcomers of the year last year. Obviously, Paul Craig's one of the looking one way. So if that's the case, that that's definitely official. And wow, what a what a, what a fight it's going to be. To be honest, it is, mate. It's something else. It's like a. I'm worried though. That's what that scares me because that's a tough fight, man. Aye, I'm worried as well. So, um, but hopefully, he does uses his strengths. Doesn't he try to strike with Hill? Because if he tries to strike with Hill, then he could be in some some bother. So, um, play your strengths, big man, in that one. Um, Dana says he's looking to book really his title fight for Asia and Asia. Um, likely to be either Nama Yunus or Esparza. I think it's going to be Nama Yunus Center, especially after that last performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully I get that sorted first. Um, I think I mentioned, did I mention this last week, Steve in Ghana? No. 260, main event. Lovely. So that's what, three away, so that's probably talking end of April. Hopefully, very good. That would be class, man. I did see it. I did see it on uh, Instagram and that that it had been announced. Well, it looks like it's been announced. So uh, that's class. Um. So that was Dana came out with that as well. Um. I think that's actually that, mate. I that's that. The other thing I like to like the sound of was Tatiana Suarez. She's not coming back in the summer. You know, I like Suarez, man. She's fucking class. Obviously, she's been a, a bad neck injury and stuff like that, and she's been out for a long time. So hopefully, she'll be back in the summer. Sure has, mate. It'd be good to see her back. We did like how we always said that she was going to end up. Um, I think I picked. I think I picked her like two years in a row to be my fucking champion at the end of the year, and she just she wasn't fighting. I was like, what the fuck. It's always a difficult one, mate. You know what I mean? Always is hard, but you know that's what it is, mate. That's a lot, my man. Nicely done, my man. Look, sounds good, man. Sounds good. I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing that we started. I'm buzzing that we're going. I'm buzzing that it's all. Kicking off, January's away. Um, I'm very excited, my man. Very excited. Should be good, mate. There's some class fights coming up. Some class fights this week. Just buzzing for Wednesday, man. Just a class time. to sat and watch some fights. Well, you're you're going to be working. Yeah, there's always ways around that. <laughs> How? I don't know. There's a, there's, a, there's a wee app called BT Sport. Do you know what I mean? So. Well, that's true. That's true. We'll find a way. I'll find a way. I'll have to. Yeah, you don't need to worry about me because I'll be, I'll still be here. So You'll be I'll be sitting in the exact same I'll be seat. I can see you in right now watching it. What's that? You'll be sitting in the exact same seat. I can see you in right now watching it. I can write, mate. I can see my big telly in front of me, man. Brilliant. All right, guys. Thanks again, as always, for listening. Um, busy week. Get into it. Get your MMA watched. Um, and we'll have a very busy show next week as well. Hopefully, talking about Dustin Poirier, smacking McGregor a bit. Yeah, thanks always for the listens, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, have a good week, and we will catch you next week. Bye.